Life is hard when you don't know who you are. It's harder when you don't know what you are. My love carries a death sentence. I was lost for years, searching while hiding, only to find that I belong to a world hidden from humans. I won't hide anymore. I will live the life I choose. You're listening to episode 26 of Fadeless, a podcast devoted to the supernatural series Lost Girl. My name is Dave, and sitting across the table, as always, to sink our teeth into this week's episode. Welcome, Wayne. Howdy doody. What's going on, Dave? Oh, man, that was a pretty cool episode that we'll, we'll get to, you know, in a couple minutes. But uh, yeah, man, season three is here. About time, too, man. It was, uh, it was well worth the wait. That uh, that was that was a good episode. Well, you know, thinking back to June when we were starting this project with season one, episode one, and kind of mapping out and, you know, thinking we could make it and then resigning ourselves to the fact that there was no way. And then, uh, you know, here we are. Here we are. Back to a, one episode at a time, but uh, new season, new conflicts, a um, couple, well, New characters, but none, you know, not any new recurring ones yet, and uh, new outfits, new settings. Uh, a lot of new outfits tonight. <laughs> but, new uniforms. <laughs> but, uh, you know, like I, I told you, you know, the, in terms of like, you know, since we always start this segment out with what, what we've been watching, and with Arrow, I'm kind of coming over to the comic book side, and like I told you the other day, Watched Iron Man. Well, actually, I watched the Avengers first, and you, of course, you told me I did it backwards. That was that, yeah, that's the wrong that's way okay. to go about. It. But yeah, it's still you can enjoy. It. I mean, my, my wife watched the Avengers and really hadn't seen any of the other movies, and yeah. she liked it. So, so Iron Man next, awesome, and um, about two thirds of the way through Iron Man two, which admittedly not as good, but still pretty awesome. Still really in its own right. Iron Man one is probably the cream of the crop of, of those movies. I think it's probably the best. Though I I do like the Hulk movies. All right, so what should but the, the yeah, but obviously the only one for the new in- incarnation, new iteration, is the uh, you know our, our local boy here. Uh, oh, what's it? Ed, Ed Ed Norton. Ed Norton. Yes. Yeah. God, how did I get it? Yeah. All right. Well, what should I do next? Uh, Captain America or Thor? Well, because that's that's all that's left for me, right? Um. Well, did you, did you see the Hulk? Oh, didn't see the Hulk. Okay, so you need to see the Hulk. Um, you see Captain America. You see Thor. I think yeah, I think that's is that is that right? Okay, you good then? Yeah, right. you're good. All right. Well, um, so so out of those, if I were to rank them, as far as movies I like, because it doesn't really matter since you've already watched uh, the Avengers. Yeah, you know, I would say if you haven't watched the Avengers yet, watch Thor first, because um, that's because Loki, the bad guy in the Avengers, is the bad guy in, in Thor. Um, so since you already did that, I would go Hulk first. It's that's just it's a really good movie. Okay, um, and that came first anyway, right? I think it was yeah, that was the first of right. of all of them, and then that's where they started. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson started popping up in the after credits, that okay. little extra scene, um, and then uh, and then uh, I, I think I don't I don't know the next. I've only seen Captain America the one time, so it's, I've seen Thor a couple times. I've only seen Captain America the once. It was a good movie, but you know, just on my experience, I would say. Thor, then Captain America. Okay. And then the only other thing, I, I finished season one of Andromeda. So. All right. Yeah, so I was listening to you and Mike talking about it on uh, yeah. on uh, the uh, Liberate the other day, and it sounds like, you know, pretty uh, interesting. Too bad they're not on Netflix. I um, well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, but I could 
you know, but uh, I, uh, I think for right now, I am. Uh, Actually, I, mean, I, I watch I'm most not, of it on YouTube. Yeah, that's right. You told me it was on YouTube. I, you know, I, I, that's that's a pretty cool way of watching it. Just like the whole fifteen minutes, and you know, yeah, and it's not the minutes, same. So. And I'm getting more and more into uh, instead of watching up in my office on the laptop, going down on the big screen. But yeah, you, you do yeah, what there, you got to right. do. There, there's that too. But right, so uh, you, what have you been watching? Well, let's see. Um, I went. Since we didn't have to watch four episodes of Lost Girl, this right, week. right. I actually, uh, well, you know, it's not sci-fi, but I, I watched uh, the, I, I gotten the girl with the dragon tattoo, oh. the uh, Daniel Craig version. I'd seen the Swedish movie uh, a couple, like a year ago, yeah. And um, so my wife got me the the Daniel Craig one, and I'm watching it, and it, it was good. I mean, I would have liked it a lot better if I hadn't seen because it was and just like the Swedish one. Yeah, right. it was and basically almost shot for shot. And so, I mean, the advantage is I don't have to read subtitles. The, dis- the disadvantage is I've, I've seen that movie now. Right. now. Did you see all three of the Swedish? Yeah. yeah okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that's where I am. And I. And they're great. I mean, they're, they're really good. So well, I know. DVR'd the, uh, you know, the American version. I still haven't watched it, but that's sort of where I am. Yeah. It's, 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 it's good. And, you know, like Daniel Craig is an excellent actor. I mean, all the actors are good. You know, you got Stellan Skarsgård in there. Uh, who's great, and he's in, actually in Thor as well. And then uh, um, the, I can't remember the girl's name who played uh, Elizabeth Salander, but she's uh, she was excellent. Oh, uh, Rooney, what is her name? Rooney Mara, or something. Yeah, like right, right. Her, her, you know, she's named after the two owners of the, you know, Wellington Mara of the Giant, New York Giants, and <laughs> then uh, Rooney of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Right, so it's like her grandfather, I think, was one of the owners of the Giants. Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's weird. So so anyway, so I, I watched that. Then um, I was actually going back and doing a little uh, supernatural rewatch. Now here's, I, I, wow, you know, I'm this, you're hardcore. No, no, not the whole thing. Not the whole <laughs> thing. Uh, I was just going back and watching uh, the season eight, the first nine episodes, which would be great if I could have watched all nine episodes. But so like I had my DVR set originally for just recording a series, right? But they only re- keep holds. I forgot to change the options for it to hold more than five episodes at a time. So it only holds five episodes, which is how many episodes they they have online. Like if I were to go back online. So what's the point of the online if I, you know, it's, it's the same five episodes. So um, so the CW actually goes back and, and shows of the previous four, shows the first two, but not the second two. That's weird. Right. Or actually, you know, but actually one of them, they showed actually three of the previous four, but the one, like I, I started and it's, it's uh, Arrow for like the first half hour is Arrow and the second half hour is Supernatural. So you got, it didn't record a full episode of either. It recorded just for that one hour, half for the, the last half of Arrow and the first half of Supernatural. No. So yeah, whatever. I went back and, and watched, you know, seven of the, of the nine and I discovered your friend there, uh, Mr. Brian Markinson was in the second to last episode from this season so far. He plays uh, the girl that that Sam Winchester is is uh, shacked up with. Uh, he plays her dad, and he uh, comes by to kind of like size Sam up and everything. And it was uh, does he yell at him? No, yeah, no. that's what he uh, really kinder, gentler. He, he yeah, but he he comes. He's a tough guy who's been in the military, and uh, you know, and he, you could tell he's you know kind of like a, a hard guy, and uh, so he comes in. But then I think he does a great job, which I think Brian Markinson does. It's kind of he strikes that balance between like you know 
hardness and and uh humanity you know like that so um and with his character he's only in a couple scenes but i think he did a really great acting job there of, of kind of drawing the balance bringing out the, the heart in his father in the role he could have easily played up as a stereotype and you know turned into a one-sided character he really gave more than one dimension to his character so all right that's good all right. So now I'm going to go watch. Now, for Arrow, it's the same thing. You know, they've got like seven of the nine Arrow episodes uh, recorded, so I'm going to go back. Well, I made the same mistake with Fringe where I kept, oh, wait a minute, I thought I already had five episodes and a new one recorded, and I'm still at five, and then I went back and. Yeah, and then you're just you yeah. know, pissing yourself. Like, yeah. Damn it. So. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I, I went back and watched, uh, yeah, the last like four episodes of Fringe. And there was, you know, a new episode of Fringe last Friday, this past Friday, which was, uh, which was, just awesome yeah but now this friday is approaching and it will be the last two hours of fringe ever and it's going to be very very sad but you know i'm sure it's going to be an awesome two hours of television well, i was going to mention it a little bit in the news but okay i'll let much. go but uh all right so why don't we go ahead and do some news and get this thing rolling um even though it's seemingly a foregone conclusion abc still has not given a series order to the joss whedon shield series speaking of our superheroes, you know, that feisty group of Marvel superheroes that starred in the blockbuster flick, The Avengers. Uh, ABC president Paul Lee says that while the network's enthusiastic about the project, he wants to see a pilot before he makes a final decision. We're very hopeful that it's going to go forward to series, but I'd love to see Joss, who of course has made many great TV shows in his day, enjoying television as much as movies. Well, I know you agree with me on this. Here's hoping ABC does a better job with the Whedon project than Fox did with Dollhouse and Firefly. Yeah, no question. But yeah, again, uh, the amount of clout that Joss Whedon wields now well, yes, right. is considerably more. I mean, not that, he, obviously when he made Dollhouse and even Firefly, it was after post-Buffy, so he, he had a lot of clout. He had a big following. But now it's just you know off, off the charts with oh, Avengers, right. especially making something that is linked to the Avengers. I mean, that's going to be crazy. I, I, I understand wanting to see a pilot, you know, it's just like, Hey, Joss, you know, let's, let's get a pilot done, buddy. All right. Well, <laughs> Show you know, me you, something. Yeah. You, you wonder, I mean, you know, the, the uh, understanding that, that Mike and I have with continuum is that uh, really all that was seen was the script for the pilot. And then they love that so much. They wanted to see three more episodes, but my understanding it's, they didn't see the actual produced episodes. It was just the script. So who knows? Yeah. Now, Fringe, you mentioned, uh, Fringe fans the world over have only next week's two-hour series finale to look forward to as the J.J. Abrams sci-fi time travel odyssey comes to an end after five seasons and 100 episodes. Now, series stars Anna Torv, who plays FBI agent Olivia Dunham, and Josh Jackson, the mercurial Peter Bishop, have both said they plan to lie low for the foreseeable future after the show ends. Could there be a movie in the works? Somewhere down the road, well, if you believe John Noble, who portrays scientist Walter Bishop and Josh Jackson at last year's Comic-Con, it's a distinct possibility. But other than their hopes, there's no word from the gang at Bad Robot. Uh, that would be pretty cool, and that seems to be the trend these days. Yeah, that would be awesome. It's, you know, But you know, I've just gotten the distinct feeling that, that Walter's not going to make it out of this one, uh, especially on Friday. But then again, you know, like, because... You listen to other alert, podcasts, and, alert. and everyone's uh, everyone's you know predicting who's going to die. Now you say Walter, you don't think Walter's going to make it out? 
Right. As, oh, see, now I guess I was thinking, I don't think Peter's going to make you it think out. P- I think Peter, I think here's, you know, I, I know this is not a, well, it's, I mean, it's popular because a lot of people are thinking, especially after the last episode, but I think what we're going to get is a reset. And I think uh, they're going to be ultimately successful in, uh, you know, uh, what's what's the I can't remember the plan but to 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 oh oh to to change history when the the first observer when they first kind of went started down the path that ultimately led to the observers so they're planning to change uh, this history with the boy and everything which obviously right now doesn't look like it's going to happen but I think it's going to happen and so that means the observers will never be which means they never invaded so I think that that scene that they kept coming back to in the early episodes of this season of Peter and Olivia with um Etta in the in the park and, right. and she's running to them they hold their hands out and then the observers show up well she's going to actually make it into his arms this time oh that could be the closing and, and scene that, i think that's i think oh. that's it that's going to be the closing scene and then from there i guess even if walter does sacrifice himself if there's a reset then you know then they can still have fringe cuz walter w- will be alive in the reset and and they can go ahead and do, but then the question is then without the observers, how much does that change everything that's happened before in the yeah. past four seasons, right? right? Well, especially in you know seasons uh, four and five. So anyway, so that's my personal theory is I think that we're going to get a reset and they, you know we're going to have the happy ending, the happy family, which will then also leave the possibility for uh, a movie, which would be well, awesome. Well, it could be even like the X-Files where, you know, they're in seclusion for a number of years and then all of a sudden there's some sort of problem and they're brought out of retirement. So True. But right, they now, have to all be alive in order for there to be. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. true. All right. <laughs> now, lastly, our friends at the CW, uh, spinoffs, again, seem to be the uh, order of the day. And The Vampire Diaries may be getting its own spinoff titled The Originals. The potential new CW series would be an offshoot revolving around the original family led by Klaus and set up in a season four Vampire Diaries episode. Uh, in the Vampire Diaries episode slated to air April 25th, Klaus returns to the supernatural melting pot that is the French Quarter of New Orleans, a town he helped build centuries ago, reunited with his diabolical former protege, Marcel. The originals, the first existing vampires in the world, and first seen in season two have become a major part of the Vampire Diaries with Morgan proving to be the favorite. So, you know, I think we've gone on record, you know, that we are really into the CW and what they're bringing to sci-fi, fantasy. I mean, we're probably not going to watch this show, but, but you know, for those, those that uh, are into Vampire Diaries. You know, it, it's weird because the Vampire Diaries are, 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 are chipping away at me. You know, because like they, I, I'm watching, I'm sitting there, I'm watching like Supernatural or, or Arrow, and uh, you know, right, even if I'm fast forwarding through the DVR, you still catch, you know, right before they they go back to the show, they they show a little trailer from you know, either like Beauty and the Beast or or Vampire Diaries or something, and uh, you know, I like start thinking, man, you know, Vampire Diaries actually looks it looks kind of good from the trailer, and then, you know, I know I slammed it when we watched the pilot and everything, I, it wasn't unenjoyable i you know i can't say i, I didn't hate it right I, and, and i and thought i could see it was a pretty good show but i just you know so i'm starting to think maybe maybe i'll give it a try with them like ah, it's all that girly vampire stuff well you know? but i think like, we both have seen enough tv enough genre shows that that you know it takes a while for a show to find its footing at times so it's certainly a possibility um you know i mean the, the supernatural didn't grab me the way it grabbed you 
Yeah, but so. if you go back and watch it, it will, man. It's so and good. you could be right, but I got four more seasons of Andromeda yeah. to take a peek. Supernatural at. is is a uh, is a pretty big uh, uh, commitment there. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now, um, one of the changes we're going to make in this season three uh, series of Fatalist episodes is that we're going to move Project X, which uh, is the time when Wayne goes into some depth with the phase that are. Uh, front and center in that week's episode. So we're going to deal with that first before we get into the episode recap. So, uh, Wayne, why don't you hit us off with Project X? Okay, as soon as I can find my notes, I will. All right, Project X this week. Uh, First of all, and obviously uh, the number one thing to talk about are Amazons. And, um, you know, there's actually a lot of, of, you know, records of, not like official records, but historians writing about the Amazon. So uh, the the possibility that this was an actual race of, of women is fairly distinct. I mean, it's they're not unheard of in the actual historical record rather than in uh, mythology. <clears throat> so, you know, they've been placed in various places uh, in the Ukraine, in Turkey, in Libya. So kind of in the Mediterranean basin, obviously. Um, and... You know, so they were just as in the show, uh, a uh, tribe of just women. Uh, a woman dominates society. Uh, sometimes they would have male slaves. Uh, they would once a year they'd go out and uh, either attack a neighboring tribe or or go and get with a neighboring tribe and have sex in order to procreate. The uh, the males would either be given to the fathers or left in the woods exposed, which is what they talk about in the show. And, uh, and then they, they were, you know, great warriors and everything. So the, uh, probably the most famous as mentioned in the show is wonder woman is the, you know, the most famous Amazon, but the, uh, most famous Amazon from mythology, uh, could quite possibly be Hippolyta. And she comes into, and that's cause she's one of, uh, Hercules's trials. He has to steal her girdle. Um, and she does, and then there's other stories that that this starts a war. There's a, it's a war where uh, Theseus comes in, and, um, and and like one, she, like Theseus kills her. And one, he marries her. And one, he marries her sister. Um, then, in where when in some of the stories where she marries Theseus, they have a son Hippolytus, and then there's all this stuff with her that uh, that. I can't, I can't remember. I should look this up a bit more. But I know there's like Hippolytus, like uh, Theseus gets rid of Hippolyta, marries again, and then his second wife kills Hippolytus, and then that causes all kinds of problems. Um, but uh, we see her a little bit in a different light in uh, in Shakespeare's Midsummer Night's Dream, where Hippolyta is a character marrying Theseus in that, but she's not the the necessarily the tough um, woman warrior or everything. No, I did see in Center Stage in Baltimore, uh, Midsummer Night's Dream, and the uh, the lady playing Hippolyta the, was wearing a a very nice, very interesting leather outfit. Um, and we'll was, leave it. And we'll leave it at that. That was. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't really hearing a lot of the words of the play necessarily that time, but that that was a good play. All okay. right. So we the next one we got is the name of the prison is. Hecuba prison. And I know what you're saying. I remember that from Hamlet, right? Yes, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, those of the uh, very literate and time-wasting bent might remember uh, Hamlet's speech 
where he bemoans the fact that the uh, the, the the actor here who showed up can sit here and and give this passionate speech about Hecuba that actually he starts to cry during it when he says who is Hecuba to him or he to Hecuba you know whereas he is trying to avenge his father and he the killer is right here under his nose he hasn't done jack squat about it um so he once again kind of reprimands himself now what does that have to do with lost girl nothing i'm just trying to show how smart i am okay but uh but there it is. Hecuba was, of course, the wife of King Priam of Troy, which all those who have seen Troy and uh, Brad Pitt and Orlando Bloom know that. Or if you've read The Iliad, you might know that as well. So, And she's really a tragic figure because she sees basically her whole family get killed, especially her favorite, Hector, who is also my personal uh, favorite, uh, one of my all-time favorite characters from mythology, uh, Hector. You like a guy who knows he's, he's there's no way he's going to beat Achilles, but he, you know, he goes out there anyway. And of course, he gets killed and dragged around the city and all kinds of bad things, but uh, very heroic individual, unlike his brother Paris, who was a weenie. But uh, so, um, so she's kind of, so I just thought it was interesting why they, they named the prison Hecuba, you know, because here's this, this woman who's, you know, a, a, for the, a victim, you know, for the most part. Now, not always, though, because Euripides wrote a play called Hecuba. Um, there's actually two plays, the second of which is Hecuba. And in that, um, this this guy, King uh, Polymester, um, ends up killing some of her sons uh, in the Trojan War, and she ends up then, I think the Polymester grabs her makes her his bride, and she ends up uh, killing Polymester's two sons in revenge for her children. That, well, that sounds killed. like a typical typical Euripides play. Yeah. About, you know, passion, murder. Yeah, exactly. So uh, so maybe that's kind of what they were going with, like the killing of males or something like that. But I just thought it was an interesting choice for the name of the prison. Um, so I think, was it, did they call it the Saracen Stone? Yeah, that's that's how I I didn't look up the actual spelling. The of only it, thing but... I could really find was that this is what Stonehenge is is, is made of, is right? The, the Saracen Stone. So, uh, so it uh, apparently restores Bo's power within the prison. We never really right. learn what takes her power away in the prison. Oh, no, we? it was uh, there was some kind of 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 river like running under. Oh, the right, right, right. The uh, right the Lay River or yeah, something, right, exactly. uh, which Kenzie of Kenzie, course yeah. <laughs> noticed immediately. Uh, yeah. Uh, now the other one, do you have anything on the Wombly? I, I really couldn't find anything on the Wombly. Yeah, did that, you find something? On the well, Wombly? I, I didn't, but you know that that when the baby was born, right? They mentioned that it had feathers, right? Right, and, like and then Trick, bird. right, and then Trick says that you know yeah, they're, they go they're cuter the bird. after their first birth, <laughs> right? So, uh, and, so, so yeah, that was I. I really couldn't find anything on on the Wombly outside of what was on like the the lost girl wiki which was basically exactly what they said in this show i did find a little bit on the the Lederk, the Lederk, uh okay. which was the uh, the uh, the warden turns out to be um and this is from hungarian folklore and there's a bunch of different one it, it, it's funny and well here's where maybe the one is in the one it's a uh, a miracle chicken okay <laughs> yeah that uh is like an egg that you hold either under your armpit or put in a in a pile of manure, and when it comes out, it's this thing that attaches itself to people, and um, and and drains off of the people, and makes them weak. So you can see, like in a you know, in a, a society that would say, well, this is you know, 
all of a sudden everyone's sick in, in the village and is it some kind of contagious disease? No, it's obviously a, a miracle chicken that's attaching itself to me and draining my energy, you know. Um, also in, in some versions, it's a satanic lover as well, but there's no, I, I could find any story that had the Lederic being anything positive. There's always something, some malevolent force that is uh, like, taking the energy out of people or draining them or um, impregnating them or something. But no, I can really find a lot about the impregnation. Well, and, and even process. here, uh, she's doing it purely for profit, right? The warden, because she's right. selling off the yes, right. the offspring. Yeah. Uh, the last one then was a, a skunk ape, which uh, that's what uh, Lauren, uh, and it's actually apparently like, uh, you know, a, a legend in the United States, in the, the, the southern, southeastern, I think, United States, that there's this, like, kind of ape. It's not, like, quite Bigfoot, but it sounds a lot like Bigfoot, um, an ape roaming around that smells really bad, and, you know, that's the skunk ape. All right. So there All you right. go. That's well, Project X for this week. All right. Well, let's get to it. Season 3, Episode 1, Caged Fay, written by Emily Andrus, who is well-known to... Lost Girl Fans, directed by Paolo Barsman, who also directed Baromet's Trick Pressure. And uh, he's also done eight episodes of Being Human. So obviously a show we're going to get to eventually. So what do we got here? Uh, clearly an homage to women in prison films. And like them or not like them. I don't, I don't know if I've ever really seen any... Uh, women in prison films to, to kind of base it on and, and compare it to. So I, well, you know, and, and I'm not sure I, to be honest, <laughs> I'm not sure I have either. The closest I can think of was the, again, I'm back to my one non sci-fi show NCIS when one of the agents is trapped in a women's prison and they go through the whole, you know, uh, sexuality aspect, the violence aspect to then finally, you know, where he's trying to help these women who, you know, many of whom are there uh, incarcerated wrongly. But uh, anyway, what'd you think of the episode? I, as I said before, it was, it was awesome. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, there were some things like even just watching, I was like, ah, you, you know, like, I mean, we're gonna have the really section. So yeah. we'll go I'll talk about it there, but uh, overall, it was it was great. It looked great. Um, the, the it was the pace was awesome. Um, at first, I thought the ending came a little too soon, but then you know, kind of upon reflection, I said, "Well, you know what? Now I think about it a little bit. Okay, I, it kind of makes sense that it, you know it wasn't uh, too fast. It didn't come up too quickly. It made you know there was there was some logical reasoning there." Um, but uh, yeah, you know, it was just, it was very compelling. It, it's, you know, you know, it's a good episode when you see Jay Firestone's name at the end and you're like, seriously, it's, it's over. Like what the hell? Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I guess a little less enthusiastic uh, than you are. And, and, you know, I got this text from Danielle who's a little, you know, I guess we'll have to talk to her tomorrow, but uh, uh, you know, it, I guess part of my, problem i guess if i'm going to say it was a problem all right we end season two and you know the the war with the garuda and the whole question of the fact that bo's going to have to go into her dark side to defeat the garuda and the, and the fear is that she'll go so far in she won't be able to come out and at the end of season two we're given that shot where we're not sure but it sure seems like she's gone to the dark side 
or is leaning that way, right? Right. Okay. So then we start season three, and Bo's in a dark alley. You know, two thugs come along. She kicks their ass. One of them cuts her on the face. Really? The face? <laughs> Which was great line. Yeah. Um, she walks by that club, you know, the long line stretching down. She grabs the one guy, feeds off him a little bit. The, the bouncer who, who in, in, in her defense, he was being really mean to those guys. He well, called okay. them losers. He said that they wouldn't get in unless they grew breasts. You know, that's okay. they're not going to do that. Okay. Certainly not in time to get back to the club okay, that night. But, but what that's is, just a ridiculous. But what did her feeding do for them other than get, they got the, into the club? Oh, okay. Well, anyway, because she gets the bouncer out of there, and anyone who wants could go right. into the club and pay ten dollars for uh, two ounces of right. alcohol. Well, the next thing you know, she's throwing like wads of cash in the air. And everybody in line gets out of line and starts, you know, grabbing for the cash. Um, but you know, you know, it's in Canada where they don't like they're not like elbowing each other. They're still very, you know, very, very orderly, very orderly, very in, polite in there, grabbing the money. Like if they, you know, did that in any city in America, and people would be like shooting each other. Right. Well, you know, we 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 find out that she's been robbing banks. Um, we. You know, the cut to the doll, Dyson's physically bringing Bo into custody, and we're really not sure what to make of it, you know? Yeah, well, actually, you know, it's funny because you said about the robbing banks because when you first see her throwing the money, you're like, where the hell did she get all that money from? And and then when Dyson says that, then it reminds reminded me that, oh, yeah, at the very beginning, there's like, you know, cop sirens all over the place, and right. she's walking away kind of looking over her shoulder, which we didn't think of, you know, when – when it first started, I wasn't. I didn't think of that at all. But then after Dyson said that, I was like, "Oh, okay." So with the cop car, she was actually running away. So it made right. sense. Well, you know, and, and and then clearly they are serious, and you know they've got her in custody at the doll, and you know then that 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 famous line, or I think it will be famous. I'm Bo bitches, and I'll be back. <laughs> yeah, and, and and it just seemed, and you know, and then we see her, you know, led to Fay prison, and and I'm thinking like, okay. This is going to be cool. This is the dark side. And then we learn, well, it was all a dream. Yeah. Well, well not a the, dream. The whole, I know. When, when they, they actually clap her up and send her to prison, then you start to think, oh, well, all right, maybe there's something else too. Because, you know, if, if they really want her going wild, they'd let her be loose and, and going wild, right? If they, if they really wanted to play up that she had kind of turned over to, you know, had somehow gone dark, had gone evil. Um, I think, you know, like, again, as I said about at the last episode, the, the concern is she's going to become like her mother. She's going to be another uh, Aoife. And and so certainly, I mean, I was, I admit, when I first saw it, I was, I was kind of, like, pumped that she was going to be kind of bad. Mm -hmm. I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they go to the prison, and it turns out that she's not really bad. And you're like, ah, I'm sure it'll still be a really good show, but I kind of liked how they were going at first. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I just hoped, you know, it, it just looked like we were going to explore her dark side. And then you, you, you there, the, the dynamic that, okay, are her friends at the doll, Dice and Kenzie, are they going to have to try to, you know, snap her out of it, do some sort of intervention or, or whatever? But all right, anyway, it is what it is. The uh, episode opens. Uh, you know, she's gone rogue, you know, put into Hecuba prison, as you mentioned, during the uh, Project X. And uh, she's just been apparently a general pain in the ass to everybody. Um, the uh, the name Bo Dennis comes up when she's booked. So right. now she's got a last name. Or, or does she? Yeah. So, well, again, uh, obviously, 
any fan of the show when they they say Bo Dennis, everyone's like, "Whoa!" There's you know her last name. And the only reason that, and we were talking about this at lunch earlier. The only reason I doubt that that is actually her name rather than like some kind of of, uh, of made up name is the fact that it happened so offhand. So, but I guess it could be, you know, the the writers just saying, "Listen, it's it's not a big effing deal." You know, stop obsessing on the internet about what her last name is. You know, it has is not not important. So here you go. Here's the last name, or it's it's just a made up name for when she got in the prison, and that they're gonna, um, you know, we still haven't learned. So well, whatever. Well, well, I mean, you know, I'm looking at the uh, uh, Lost Girl Wiki, and it's reporting that the character's name, and again, for what that's worth, that uh, the character's name is Isabeau Bo Dennis, aka Beth Dennis. Uh, from, I guess, when she was raised by right. humans. Um, so, you know, it, again, it's not, like, going to change the... Yeah, they've just they've just thrown all the names that she's been used throughout the show, and they've just put them in, in one line. So that's not, you know, particularly right. impressive. Right. Well, right. We, we find out it's all a, you know, it's a ruse, right? She's sure. undercover. Uh, she's still the bow that we've always known. And, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I like the different dynamic of how they introduced each character starting with lauren yeah when she meets her in the prison right yeah because they're not supposed to know each other and lauren is the prison doctor and you know it just amazes me that people don't like kind of put two and two together that oh we got a brand new doctor i mean we just killed off the old doctor now we got a brand new one and now all of a sudden the unaligned succubus ends up in here Uh, i'm sure these things have nothing to do with each other you know this is all just coincidence right now now you know i guess what i'm getting and and uh you know just you know one viewing is that this seems to be lauren's op right i mean oh yeah totally okay so the that it's all about trying to find out what happened to dr everett who was her mentor yes okay okay. and who was was faye too who was faye and uh you know we we since find out you know from the uh, photos that that dyson has that uh, they have found dr everett and it's just not come to a good end no okay so anyway it's lauren's op to find out what kind of corruption's going on here and you know we find out all about the fact that the warden's running you know basically a faye baby factory okay right and uh all for profit. Um, you know, now you mentioned you're not sure if you've seen a women's prison movie, and I guess... I, I should just change it. I'm pretty sure I, I've never... Truth be told, I'm not sure I have, but, it, you know, for whatever reason, I guess I felt like, you know, that that there were all these women's prison cliches, so I'm not sure where I, you know... You know well, I, I imagine they're the same as in men's prison movie, which I really haven't seen a lot of, but, you know, you've seen at least prison scenes, and I actually, I, when Oz was on HBO, like season one, I think I caught an episode two back then. So, you know, you're actually, you know, familiar with various cop shows. I mean, we get the idea of, of, like, what, you know, what prison, not what prison is like, but, you know, what the, the, the uh, conventions are for a prison show. Um, so I guess... I only assume that what the conventions are for a male prison show are, are, are the same for a uh, female prison show, except in this case with, you know, low-cut uniforms and wardens that have dresses with a slit right up to her right. upper thigh. Low-cut, high slit. Yeah, yep. which I'm sure happens. In, I mean, yeah, like I said, I've never been in women's prison, so I'm sure it's commonplace, you know. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, now, the other interesting thing we learned is that Bo's powers don't work in the prison. 
Yeah, it's kind of a we. She discovered that when she right away. She just oh, I'm gonna just do a sucky touch and get out of here. And like the guard looks at her like, yeah, whatever. Right now, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Um, you mentioned that we have now been able to add a prediction segment since we don't know what's going to happen no, in the future. Saying, but this is what I've really been waiting for. All right, so time. here's where I say you were right, I was wrong. Yes, right? and, I was uh, so right. Wayne correctly <laughs> predicted that the new Ash would be? Hail, my man, hail. Yes. I, you know what? In, in, in your defense, I didn't think it was going to happen this quickly. I didn't think it was going to start up. I, I really thought that they were going to have some other guy they brought in. Uh, but hey, I, I think probably the way it looks like because he's just the acting, and they and they made and trick to makes that a couple times, yeah. right? Temporary so, Ash, and and also the fact that uh, when you know they leave, uh, you know he has to stay there and do Ash things. He can't go out and and work a case with Dyson anymore. So I think right. Dyson kind of lets him know, you know, yeah. almost gets that little dig in. Sure, and 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 Hale looks truly upset by that. So I. I I think probably I don't know. I don't think he's going to be Ash the whole time. I, I think ultimately he's going to you know relegate that to, or maybe they're going to you know he's going to become more and and start to take over the role and yeah. Which I what I would hate to see is for him to have to be because let's face it, the other two Ashes were you know like Lachlan we came to admire ultimately, right. but a lot of times he has to make kind of nasty decisions that right. we don't like. And we think he's kind of an a-hole for the decisions he makes. Right, and that doesn't seem to be Hale's persona. Exactly. But if you are in a position of leadership, you got to make the tough decisions. You're not going to please everybody. And, you know, so Hale is going to be, you know, kind of obviously we you see a conflict arising already right. where he's going to have to make decisions that are consistent with his role as the Ash, but they're going to be inconsistent with what he would do for especially for Kenzie, I mean, we see that conflict already with right. Kenzie saying, "You're the Ash, you got," and he's like, "No, this is this is important. This is beyond just Bo." You know? Right, and he makes it clear that this is uh, the first step in him establishing his reputation as Ash. Um, so you know, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, the the dynamic, especially between uh, Hale and Kenzie, should be, you know, because to, you know, I mean, in this first episode, she just jumps him just the way she's been jumping him for, you know, 39 episodes or whatever we've had uh, up to this point that, you know, Hale, you have to do this. Right. And she just bursts in and right. you know, she really is not showing proper respect for his position. I mean, no. it's kind of like, all right, I'm, he's the ash now, Kenzie. So I understand temporary that you're ash. used to him. Right. Temporary. <laughs> so, you know, whereas I know you're used to him as your buddy, um, you know, you have to, Treat it because if, if Kenzie, if a human is going around treating him just like a normal guy, then you know what what the hell? What what are the other fake and how are they going to treat him? He's not going to get any respect that yeah. way. All right, now again, I'll have to go back and look at it again. But Kenzie seemed to have a little bit more cleavage. It seemed like in it. this episode, yeah, it seemed but, like a little bit. Um, but I mean, a, a lot of not good. That, not that we're looking. Not that we're looking, but a lot of good scenes with her tonight uh certainly one of the top is when she goes into the women's prison for a and i'm making little finger quotes conjugal visit with Bo. <laughs> that and, was freaking hilarious oh, yeah. that was great cassidia solo once again just uh she's a, a riot she's got her uh, redneck wig and <laughs> i don't know if you noticed those heels but oh my god yeah. I, I don't know i 
And what'd she say about six the, inches? What, what I kind mean, of thong did she say she had? On? Oh, I forget. But it she, was, she's like, go method or go home. You know? right, <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, and then the, the little kissing scene with the two of them, but it, it certainly had a purpose where she slipped right. her. But still, you know, there's probably, uh, if were I on a live chat somewhere, uh, they probably would have just blown up at that point. People going crazy. I, you know, I was, I, I wrote down like that just happened, you know? Yep. But, uh, and, and then again, the, the scenes with, you know, with Hale, where she's really worried about Bo, uh, oh, the line about, uh, you know, when are you coming back, Bobo? I've got to cut the crust off my own sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's funny. So. And, and we also, uh, learned, well, actually we, we learned it earlier. I think it was earlier that, uh, the Vex is still crashing with them. Yeah. And that's so there's. Well, and, so, and what's that all about? I mean, there, there's, I, now I can't remember who says it. I can't remember if it's Bo or whether it was, it must've been Dyson that, that, you know, what the, uh, uh, Morgan doesn't want you back. You, what are you damaged goods or, yeah. So what's the deal? Why right. is he still? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, he came to work, you know, in the, in the fight against the Garuda at, with the Morgan's permission. I mean, I guess that was part of the, uh, extortion from Kenzie, right? Yeah. Right. And then, you know, and his, it's, it's not long after that because his arm is still in a sling. Right. So the injury he got, you know, against Gruden is, is still there. So, um, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a great question because, uh, you know, that, that first scene when Bo comes into the doll and there's Vex, I'm like, what the hell is Vex doing in the doll? Yeah. You know, like it's not his, style at all and everything yeah. so uh you know it's i mean at this point i guess we just go and talk about vex now because i do have some concerns with the, the way they're going with with vex as a character because he was like just this really cool guy super hilarious um and he still is but i'm just worried that they're turning him to like this stereotype for kind of like you know um to, you know with like the whole walking into the the, the uh the police department in his little leather outfit with a Gestapo hat on and right. everything. It's just like, you know, and then the, all the, the backhand references to his apparent sexuality and stuff like that, that, uh, you know, is, is this what it's going to become? He's going to be like a, a running gay joke now right, right. from a, a cool character, you know, kind of kick-ass type bad guy to, uh, you know, a sitcom type joke or something like that. Well, because that even when he comes the first time, and Dyson mentioned something about blowing his cover, you know, because he's, you know, while he's not wearing the leather shorts at that time, he's still not really uh, dressed appropriately to. Well, yeah, know. and he comes in talking about the uh, the case, like, right. and, and the prison and everything. And, and, and he's like, you really work with these humans? Which is, again, it's funny. Yeah. I like it. But then, like I just said, it's just the lines well, they kind of gave him in this one. And. And I think he, he, you know, he's better when they let him like cut loose and everything. Right. Well, I mean, I think we both understand that that this show has a certain element of humor to it, and that you know whether it's through Kenzie uh, with the comic relief, uh, Vex with the comic relief. I, I guess I just thought there was a little more in this episode than I wanted. Yeah, well, and also we are just off the tails of of season two, which was like super intense at the yes. end. So, and and honestly, it's, we're really not used to it being have this much comedy. Which, if you think back to 
um, a lot of you know season one and two that they inject quite a bit of. of well, humor maybe the writers throughout. actually know what they're doing, and that that was the whole intention here. Like you just said, after the intensity of the last four episodes of season two, that you know we needed something a little lighter. Yeah, yeah, uh, okay. I, I, I think I think that's the case. You know that they went with something purposefully. You know, not as, not as intense. There's still some tense action there, but not quite as much. And really, the 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 threat to I guess it's the the, the ending is that the, the threat to Bo is never really we never really feel like she's in any kind of danger, right? You know, even when she breaks into the warden, that, and probably the only time we we think that she might be slightly is when she breaks into the warden's um like secret sanctuary. right? And how many times have we seen that where she, you know, the the break in and rifle through the files right you know um which she's very good at but but no that's a good point we really aren't that afraid i mean hale you know even mentions that he got a call from the prison and i think he just says i just heard screaming or something like that um so you know certainly they're in you know in contact and then uh we haven't mentioned yet bo's cellmate yeah. Oh, uh, heck! What was her name? Um, <laughs> going through the uh... yeah, Sylvie, Sylvie, right. Sylvie. Yeah, and uh, you know, the, <laughs> when Bo first meets her, she asks her what she's in for. I stole a loaf of bread to feed my starving family, and of course, were you Jean Valjean? Yes. Yeah, so, like, uh, no, I'm Sylvie. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Don't you hate people like that? Like, ah, yeah, you know, you're not well read, and 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 you got no sense of humor, right? But you know, just the prototypical innocent, imprisoned, you know, young person that uh, in her it, low cut, right, and is, is prison is, uniform, right, and is about to get out. And you know, we learned the whole thing about uh, that when the prisoners get out here, they generally return. And then of course we later learn that they never actually even leave that, uh, you know, it's something yeah. out of one of these, uh, psychos that has the little, um, you know, room set up in the basement. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, go back to the girl with the dragon tattoo, right? That yeah. the little, the little psycho basement that, uh, yeah. That uh, a, a unnamed individual who I won't spoil it though. If you really seriously, if you haven't read that book yet or or seen the movies, like the girl with the dragon tattoo, yeah, like what what, what are you waiting for? Right, like, that that like two years ago it was two years ago, right? That that book was yeah. just all over the place. Yeah. Like, you couldn't you couldn't you know spit without hitting the copy. Now, we of talked that. about uh, American Horror Story being disturbing. Yeah, you know the first film. Right. In the trilogy but, uh, is, is but, fairly disturbing. Yeah, yeah and, definitely. It's, and yeah. I imagine the book would be disturbing too if I actually ever took the, the time yeah, to read well, it. Oh yeah, you haven't read the book. No, no the book was 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 ten times worse. No, but uh, I mean, good like better, worse, better, worse. You know, right. kind of now, like. now with the uh, with the cellmate Sylvie, we get into a little bit of you know, almost science fiction as opposed to the supernatural with the whole idea of the accelerated pregnancy. Not unlike what we saw in Fringe. Oh right, yeah, right. I forgot about that with uh, yeah with uh, Olivia uh, Folivia with right? Folivia right Folivia over on oh, the other know. side. Yeah, with the baby. Yeah, Folivia had the baby, and then when the timeline got reset, yeah, God, I gotta go back and watch. Yeah, that show. Um, that's a, I'm, I'm pondering a, a Fringe rewatch, but I'm like, you know what? That's that's just 
a lot of tired mornings. You know, well, so not but, not to go too far, but every time I uh, I fear there's not going to be any good sci-fi or supernatural TV to watch. You know, there's something new that's brought to my attention, and I mean, heck, after Farscape, I thought. Oh, there couldn't be anything to uh, come along that that's you know ten years old that I missed, and then boom, somebody turns me on to Andromeda. Andromeda, right? So, yeah. Well, yeah. You just said never say never. All right. Well, anyway, we get the accelerated pregnancy, and uh, you know we have the birth scene, and and we uh, you noticed who delivered the baby, right? Bo and Lauren together. Yeah. Oh, right. Because then you know they they pick the baby up and they're holding it, and they. Uh, yeah, they, okay. I'll I'll leave this for this next thing for the really section. Well, okay. You know, I'm just gonna go there right now. No, like, no, they, no, don't, don't, <laughs> okay. on, don't. But yeah, there's so there's that little scene where they you know they're holding the baby, and I, I never caught the name of the other prisoner there, but she's like, hey, you got oh, the dark haired girl. Yeah, you yeah. give the the kid to the mom now or what? You know, so. Oh, and they start talking. You know, uh, Lawrence like, yeah, I always thought if it was a boy, Ethan, and if it was a girl, Charlotte. And it's like you have names picked out, and you know that kind of leads into you know the whole discussion that the two of them have. You know they have the big kiss. Uh, you know I don't want to say finally they've kissed before, but uh, then Bo tells Lauren well, this is like a commitment kiss, right? Yeah. That Bo tells Lauren it's time, and that that little I don't know squeal or reaction i have to listen to it again that that lauren really or or whatever it's a not that i needed that scene to know who the dominant person in this relationship is going to be but on the other hand you know that might be a good you know plot twist that uh you know for all her you know weakness compared to oh now that lauren's gonna that maybe lauren will turn out to be more dominant than we thought but anyway um so they're they're going to give the relationship a try at Bo's behest, and then when we're back at the doll, gosh, I'm not sure who looks more disappointed, Kenzie or Dyson. Yeah, well, yeah, you're right. Kenzie is is pretty well. You know, Kenzie has never really warmed up to Lauren at all. When you think about even throughout season two, because really, I don't think Kenzie and Lauren have even interacted a lot in. Season two, but uh, despite Lauren saving Kenzie's life in season one, uh, Kenzie's never really warmed up to her, and certainly is on Team Dyson, especially with the kind of the bond that they have with Kenzie going to uh, you know attack the Norn to get Dyson's love back, and uh, so yeah, and it's this whole star-crossed lovers kind of thing, you know, that right as Kenzie's encouraging him, you gotta you gotta make a move, you know, don't hang back, and and. He uh he hangs back, he doesn't make a move, and and now it's you know obviously too late. But then again, that's just a, a chance for more sexual tension this season. You know, I mean, if they just this way, they can kind of rock the boat a little bit because you know how much like just every like relationship they've tried to throw at us has been pretty annoying. Even Dyson and Bo was when they were like together, quote unquote was not they were not as cool as when they weren't together yeah so you know so we got you know at the end with like oh i'm gonna go pick up my girlfriend and stuff like that you know now here we are bo's in relationship mode again so 
Um, but we got my man D around to shake that up a little bit and to change things. He'll probably end up confessing his love to her pretty soon, I think, which is going to cause more confusion with Bo and it's going to mess with her relationship with Lauren. So it's, you know, there's, there's, there's all kinds of conflicts that can arise out of this. And they'll be in relationship prison. Yeah. And, you know, I'm sitting here thinking as you were talking, I wonder if there's something and, you know, maybe upon further reflection, whether there's some sort of like prison metaphor that's kind of being established. Oh, yeah, I'm just throwing that out there. I haven't really put any thought. I mean, yeah, we'll have a chance uh, to. We'll have to, we'll have to look oh, at that the, down the, the road. The, the producers, right? Prisoners of love. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I didn't think of that. That's but, what they are. <laughs> okay. Um, now, again, Kenzie, we forgot this one. All hail the new ash. Get, yeah. get it? Hail. <laughs> you see what I did there? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, you know, again, in one of his first acts as Ash, he shuts the prison down. And then, of course, trick temporary Ash. Um, but then, you know, at, at the very end, one of the last scenes, pretty significant, where Bo's making that connection between her imprisonment. Granted, it was voluntary in this case, but I guess what she learned in her, her imprisonment and she started making the connection with what her mother went through. And she says to Trick that she feels like her father was most certainly dark fae and worries that, you know, he might have been a monster. And, and then, of course, you know, her grandfather tries to reassure her that hey, you're so far from being a monster that don't think about it. Right. And what she should really be worried about is her becoming like her mother. Right. I think that's you, you see. Uh, her behavior in the last episode of season two. And um, that was the first thing I thought at the beginning of this episode. I'm like, she's, she's totally Aoife now the way, you know, going crazy, throwing money up, you know, sucky kissing people out of nowhere. Um, you know, all of it is just like, she seems like she's coming like her mom. But as I predicted, before I think I get half a point and, and on this and I'm prediction. I'm sitting here thinking, like, now is he going to use that as his prediction tonight? Or okay, well, I said in, in the last Absolutely. episode that yep. that I think that this season the the main thing is going to be uh, Bo trying to find her dad, and uh, I think that is you know kind of confirmed uh, by this that that's that's you know well yeah, and and that's certainly a, a pressing matter for her, and yeah, the, being in the prison, she thought about. Because Aoife did tell her about how long she was in that prison. It was like hundreds of years and and everything. And uh, right. and we don't know if the, the guy who was her captor was her father and everything. There's just all kinds of things we don't know. Even trick and you know even Trickopedia doesn't know this one. You know that that might be something fun to look at down the road. What actor should play Bo's father? Oh, touche. Yeah. Um, I mean, they certainly have not. You know, I mean, if if her father's going to appear during season three, then that's one of the the best kept secrets. I mean, we already know that we're going to be introduced to a new character played by Rachel Scarston. Uh, obviously she didn't appear in tonight's episode, but somewhere down the, down the road, but, uh, and you always forget to mention Linda Hamilton that's... and Linda Hamilton. Absolutely. Now, now granted, we don't know how many episodes she's sure. going to be in, but, uh, because we have been IMDB free. Yes. For well, three months now. I wish I could say that. <laughs> I can't. Um, but yeah, so I think we'll have to continue to look at that, that, uh, Bo and Aoife connection and, and because it's certainly there. I mean, they didn't just throw that in for fun. And then lastly, that quick feed at the end, 
So, so what are we supposed to make of that? You know, the whole, you know, she jumps the guy, feeds on him, and then she's got that evil look in her eye again, like she had at the end of season two. I think that's totally that as we started talking about the beginning that there is, you know, she did not come out of the, the fight with the Gruda unaffected. There's something's changed about her. She's got this was, I mean, probably was always there, but now it's more pronounced this dark side of her that she was supposed to kill by, by drinking the, the, the life force, or whatever that was in her sword, but she had to give that the trick. Um, so she's, out there, you know, still infected or whatever. And, uh, and so there's that, you know, that kind of that, that battle now, I think she's okay, so got you'd this. just argue that, that all this was lying dormant while she was in the prison, uh, you know, undercover yes. because, okay, okay. Absolutely. That, that is, that she is, um, that right now that whatever this thing is, that this darkness that's inside of her, it's, well, I mean, like most people, I mean, we're not all pure and perfect people. We all have darkness inside we all have you know nastiness inside of us and so but for most of us we we keep it underneath we you know we, we because we, it's not socially acceptable to do uh you know what the darkness might insinuate you that's know? why we have the dionysian festivals yeah and, exactly right you get your yeah is that or say patrick's freak on, day right, you know, right. Whatever. um so you know so so for Bo, it's just, you know, it's more dramatic because when she gives in to the darkness, she's just some random dude walking down the street and she just goes and, and you know, I don't think she completely drained him because it's just a little quickie, but, you know, still. Not to change the subject, I just noticed your Speed Racer shirt. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> awesome. It is cool, isn't it? <laughs> Matthew Fox, lost. Was he Speed? He, yeah. Wasn't he pl- didn't he play Speed Racer in the movie? No, 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 no. It was... Uh... He was in the movie, though, right? Maybe he was Racer X. Oh, okay, maybe that. All right. I've, anyway. I've only seen the movie one time. I gotta go back because we actually we have the movie. I've only seen it like one time. But no, the uh, Emil Hirsch was the the guy who was. Um, you probably don't know. Okay, I don't it, know. It, uh, he was. He's been in a, a couple things. Right. Does anybody digress better than we do? I, don't, I no, doubt it. I doubt yeah. it. Um, he was uh, into the wild. He played the the lead in in that movie. It's actually a pretty good movie. Okay. Um, so is there anything uh, we're forgetting that we want to mention? Um, there was one good line earlier that, um, oh, I just got to say it is totally random out of left field. But uh, when uh, Kenzie goes to visit Bo in the prison and the guard's like, human, huh? And she says, Oh, I wrote that down too. The shorter the lifespan, the deeper the quicksand. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, "Did she really just say that?" Yeah, that was just. I was, I was crying. That was, that was hilarious. Like yeah. Cassidy Solo, just man, she just. Yeah. I, I love, I love the. I, she's so funny. She's such a great job. Yeah. It's, well, uh, you it's know hilarious. what? As as has often happened here, uh, after talking with you about the episode, I feel a lot better about it, and, <laughs> and not that I felt. You know, not that I, I I didn't like it. I mean, it was great. I enjoyed it. Um, season premieres are always tough because the expectations are so high. And, you know, but again, uh, I feel like an NFL referee upon further review. Uh, <laughs> we went back and took it up, right. took it up to the booth. That's and right. it turns out, yes, we did enjoy this episode. So, uh, yeah, well, like I said, I mean, like, I knew it was a good episode because when, when the, the closing creds popped up, I was... I was like 
oh my god i can't believe you know like so it just it flew by 44 minutes or 43 whatever yeah it just it just flew by so it was it was really good i just like you know the pacing was great just really kept bam 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 kept moving the story along was the story the greatest not necessarily you know the plot had holes bigger than big holes but uh you know it's but uh the yeah the actors carried it through and it it was a you know good show i liked it all right well we finally can have a segment on predictions where Wayne and I get our well, crystal I don't balls know if we out. can because mine are all coming true like right off the bat. I don't no. know what else I got to say. All right. Well, I'm going to, I'll throw mine out there and it's, I must admit it's probably somewhat of a softball, but I'm going to throw it out there anyway that uh, Hale and Dyson are going to have a falling out when Dyson openly challenges him. Oh yeah. That's a softball. That one's definitely going to come true. Okay. That's like um, saying, oh, well, you know, Dyson's going to be punching, hitting a punching bag in his jeans by the end of it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> with no shirt on. Yeah, with no shirt. No, okay. All right. I, I, I'll give that to you. All okay. right. That they're going to have, they'll have a falling out. And, well, uh, and, and, and that but, Dyson's going to, because, but, you know, like. But it's going to be the openly challenging part. So, in other words, that, you know, I mean, at this point, he's the ash. So, I mean, when you look at Dyson's relationship with, the previous two ashes, I mean, he was somewhat, you know, uh, you know, the, uh, yeah, he was beholden to that. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, he really, yeah, he didn't really, I don't, did he, I don't even think he, uh, there were times, but he, for the most part, even Lachlan, he right. did he whatever def- Lachlan deferred, told him right. Absolutely. So I, I think that's going to come into play that, uh, you know, their relationship has been too long, too strong. They've been through too much together. And something's going to happen that Hale's, again, to save face, to establish his control as the Ash, albeit temporary at this point, that something's going to happen. Okay, and I, I will agree with that. And I'll say that Hale's going to find himself in an isolated position. I'm, he's going to be uh, on his own where no one agrees, no one likes him. He's going to be shut out of the group completely. Now, is that an extension of my previous? That's kind that, of an that, extension. Okay, so you come but up with your own? I'm going to take a step further. Okay. I'm going to take a step further. So it's not just Dyson. It's going to be Kenzie, Bo, Trick. All of them are going to be against Hale. And oh. For in, in some of the, so they are going to, you know, to be um, challenging Hale, I guess, okay. or something like that. All right. And, and, and let's be clear here that we're not saying this is going to happen in episode two. Just, right, just, just somewhere down Some, the road in somewhere, episode somewhere in, in down season the three. Okay, so. well, let's see. I think that Hale will be. At, oh, he already is Ash. Okay, I think they're <laughs> going to be talking about her dad. Oh, they already did that one too. Ah, oh, darn man! You know, it really is a curse to be this right all the time. You know, it's just it's 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 not it's not as <laughs> as 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 fun as it seems. You know, which not as much curse. fun as you knew yeah, you so, thought it would be. Right. Um, but I, I, I said this before, and I'm going to uh, reiterate that that I still think we're seeing Efa, and you know I said by episode three, so I'm going to I'm going to stick with that. I I'm starting to not feel so great about this because honestly, I was kind of hoping we'd see her in episode one. Uh, I could go, I could hit the trifecta, but uh, we didn't. Uh, and you know, honestly, the, this now saying that they're going to see Efa, and then also saying that the focus is going to be on finding her dad. Those two might be like contradictory type predictions, right? Right, but and, and and we both stay spoiler free, so we don't watch, you know, the uh, next week on Lost Girl or whatever. Right. You're right; we don't watch any of that. 
for any of our no, shows. I, I, I did today inadvertently, I think, see some uh, some uh, screen caps from episode two that oh. some knucklehead in Canada obviously is put, putting out there already. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I didn't mean to. I'm actually I tried doing to work turn while my I'm eyes, at work, but, but it didn't. It didn't work. Would you say you're actually working at work? Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> so anyway, so I think we're uh, we're, we're going to see Efa is is going to be uh, my prediction. Here. All right. And what we'll do is uh, I'll put a you know blog post out there after uh, you know the episode with our predictions, and we'll keep a you know we'll keep a running tally of what the you know Wayne and I think is going to happen. And if you guys got some predictions out there, because like now we're all up to speed, we're all on the the current episode, so um, yeah, send them our way. At uh, Fatalist. Yeah, well, let, let me do this because you always get it wrong. <laughs> uh, fatalistpodcast at gmail.com. Right. Good thing you did it because I was about to yeah, say something. Uh, you can go to the website, fatalist.podbean.com. And there's a big tab over at the right. You can leave us a voicemail. And, and you know, we'd love to play it on the air with, uh, you know, your comments, uh, suggestions, but certainly your predictions. And, uh, you know, so so let us hear from you. All right, now, the last section we want to do, we're going to call, really? 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 <laughs> uh, things that, that we just, look, I mean, we're sci-fi, supernatural, horror nerds, and, and that's what we do, yeah. right? We pick things apart. And, and, and you and, and uh, Mike had a great point that we said, you, you guys, I think we were talking about Star Trek and, and the inconsistencies there. You're like, well, but... Back in 1967, there wasn't the internet, so it's not like the next day everyone's just like, "Oh, can you, believe, you know," and just like tearing apart every minute detail that that was slightly out of place. But nowadays, and I you kind of kind of got to feel sorry for writers nowadays in that respect that they got to you know have their you know T's crossed and their eyes dotted because the, the second that episode's done, actually as the episode is running, right. people are already ripping it apart. Which is George Lucas, and just go back and redo it. Yeah, exactly. Well, George Lucas is, is one person who probably just hates the internet. He's just like, man, like you know, back in the seventies, people just loved Star Wars and they just came out to my movies and enjoyed them. Yeah. And then I made three more in the in the nineties, and and people are giving me crap about them all the time. And well, that's why I sold the whole franchise. Yeah, he's like, here, Disney, you just worry about it. All right. So, what's your uh... my really is this? Okay, so Bo steals. Well, no, no, actually, we don't need to steal. All right. So, what do we see Bo doing? Right, Bo. Encounters a couple muggers and beats them up. Okay. Then she goes to a bar and gets some nerds into the bar. Well, okay. and the nerds, but you know, guys who who are being picked on. She she takes out the bully so that these guys who are getting picked on can get in the bar. And then she gives people money. And for this, they're going to throw her in jail. What the hell? Like you know. You know, can the phase are they not allowed to help grandmas across the street well, or something? I guess they never you know? saw Robin Hood. It's crazy. So I'm just like, on, on reflecting, I'm like, you know what? Like, what'd she do? She did all kinds of good things, and she gets thrown in jail. Okay. Well, mine, and again, I think we're, we're certainly united on our love of Vex as a character. But did he really walk into the police station <laughs> wearing those black leather shorts? Yeah. Really? Well, and the really is, are all the cops just going about their business? Like, right. I mean, I'm surprised they didn't notice him the first time when he was wearing long pants. Yeah. 
But yeah, uh, let me just go take this over to the file. There's always someone carrying a file and looking down at it in the background and, and cops. You know, when you get a shot with uh, cops, there's always someone carrying a file around and everything. So, uh, but yeah, everyone just keeps on carrying their files and sitting on their desks and holding their coffee cups. And no one's like, what the hell? Yep. So, all right. Well, anything else you want to say? Well, I, I know we should only do one really, but you, oh, know, you didn't enough. really let me talk about it. So, did they really? Start talking about baby names. Did that happen? Uh, well, like, they're sitting there did. holding the baby and they're talking about names. I'm like, come on. I, you know, I just, uh, just uh, laid it on a little bit thick there, you know? Like, Yeah, I mean, I guess for me it was, uh, I, again, I can't, I have to go back and listen to it again. But, you know, when Bo says she thinks it's time and, and, and Lauren's reaction was like, you know, like really, you know, it was like, yeah. Yeah, okay. And like you said, then, then throwing the baby names, you know, on top of that. You just, well, anyway, yeah. Yeah. I'm so, with you on that. Yep. Good episode though. Lots of fun. Look forward to, uh, to being right more often in the future. Yeah. Only 12 episodes to go. Correct. That's right. So, so. All right. Well, we, you know, I'll throw you out the uh, contact info, even though I just did it about three minutes ago. You can hit us at fatalistpodcast at gmail.com, the website fatalist.podbean.com. And as always, you can get the podcast through iTunes. So until next time. Later, Gator. <laughs>